0: I used to be so sure of myself. I was a crispy chicken person. Chicken McNuggets made with all-white meat chicken had me from the first bite. But ever since trying McDonald's
1: Garlic White cheddar Grilled Chicken Sandwich, I can't stop thinking about the perfectly
0: marinated grilled chicken. Have I become a grilled chicken person?
2: Enjoy chicken at McDonald's. Whether it's crispy like the Buttermilk Crispy Tenders, grilled in your favorite chicken sandwich, dipped in sauce or not, McDonald's, chicken how you like it. At participating McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Some of y'all need to hear it. Huh. I know you're in the trenches fighting, but check it out. I'm gonna put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved everything was gonna be peaches and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleep of what I drink. Faith without works is dead. Read your Bible, you know what it says. He who don't work don't eat, blackers don't get fed, huh? Yeah. Said, he who puts his hands to the pile looks back the same ain't fit. Some of y'all ain't been in the scriptures five minutes and you about ready to quit. I ain't mad at ya, I'm just hitting you with the real. If you died for me I was still trippin', now how you think that make you feel? Check this out, deep game, this is deep. Some of y'all ain't sawin' nothing but your studded, trying to reach. But after him who able to position, fall despite his glory. Struggle might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now the point is, this was prophesied way back in the day. Choir, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate. Jesus, do why are you asking if he ain't trying to do what he's saying? Huh? He told you he was going to have tribulations, but you thought he was playing, huh? One minute you tell her how good God is, you can't nobody bitch to talk. The next minute you backfight so fast, I'm like you're moonwalking. Huh? Oh, yeah, I've been to myself because I ain't no better. Huh? It ain't like I've been following his every word obeying it to the letter. but we told us we gotta remember that. Regroup, stay on point. Hey, yeah, bow down.
1: Welcome to Cannon Play, everyone. This is your host, Lamont Patterson, along with my esteemed colleague. Dr. Matthew Anderson
3: Hey buddy, how are you today?
1: I am fantastic Big boy upstairs made a way for me to wake up this morning And I am ready
3: <laughs> Well that's good <laughs> Well little boy yeah. down here is ready to be with you now
1: <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely
3: Downstairs, Man, I know we... downstairs in Florida
1: Downstairs in Florida No, that's upstairs in Florida, man We definitely have a great show lined up Huh? Go ahead
3: Yes, you think that Florida is north of where you are?
1: Oh, I don't know (laughs) I don't know Things are so mixed up in the world today I (laughs) don't don't really know So I'm just going to say okay Okay I don't want to fall it's on south you. <laughs> Okay well I believe
3: you <laughs> On this wood it is. Yeah, I don't wanna I'm fall down on almost in Miami I'm way down there Way down there
1: Well I trust you I believe you That's good I believe you Well listen Please do the honors and introduce our guest today
3: Okay We have Nancy Hartwell with us Nancy are you with us
0: I sure am
3: Welcome, Nancy. It's good to have you. Thank, Welcome, Nancy.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be with you all.
3: Nancy, I'm going to uh, introduce you just by reading a little bit of information uh, to our listeners about you and your background, and then we're going to have our really good conversation. So if you just give me one moment, I want to share with our listeners just a tiny bit of who you are and what you've been up to, which actually is a lot. <laughs> Nancy Hartwell <laughs> Nancy Hartwell is our guest today uh, She actually grew up in Tampa, Florida Where apparently she is back now after 52 years She that's studied right. interna- that's right, international relations at American University in the in, uh, District of Columbia She married a prominent attorney from Cameroon in Central Africa where she lived and worked for 14 years. Now, back then, back in the States, she worked for the Washington Post on Capitol Hill. She also worked for someone we all know, Bob Dole, and was the lead proposal writer for an international development contractor for USAID. She published two plays, one of which was produced by BBC Radio and the other in French translation on O-R-T-F, which is in France, obviously. Nancy loves baking languages, which she actually speaks more than a dozen. That's an interesting conversation right there. Travel, she has been to date to 44 countries and entertaining. So um, she is with us today to talk about um, the subject to get it right, How parents can protect their children from sexual predators Nancy knows quite a bit about human trafficking And I know that this is an extremely important subject It also is a very difficult and painful one to talk about So Nancy, we appreciate you thinking and working on this And also for being with us today So welcome to you
0: Thank you so much for helping me get the word out
3: well, you're very welcome. So, um, to start off, could you just tell us a little bit about, uh, there may be some people listening to us right now who really don't understand the term human trafficking. So, would you please begin by just giving a little information about that?
0: Um, this is actually stealing humans and selling them, <laughs> or Forcing them to do things that they would never voluntarily do. Um, it is almost synonymous with modern-day slavery. Um, but the the term is used to cover things that aren't a hundred percent slavery, like girls being forced into prostitution, or um, guys being forced into working on a on a farm. Um, it's It's almost synonymous with modern day slavery, but not one hundred percent.
1: I'm I'm kind of lost there. I'm trying to see the difference there
0: well the 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 issue is this is a problem that still exists big time and we could spend all night trying to split hairs and come up with a definition that's going to make everybody happy, but, but the point is this is still a big problem, and if we don't warn our children about this danger, we're placing them at increased risk. We tell our kids, don't touch a hot stove. You can get burned or be careful when you cross the street, look both ways, you could get hit. Well, if we don't tell them anything at all about this problem, they don't know what danger they're facing, and they could get kidnapped. <laughs> so that's, that's the big point, is this is still a big problem, and whether you call it human trafficking or slavery or kidnapping or whatever, it's still a really big issue and we need to be able to confront it honestly so that our our kids are not victimized by this horrible horrible crime
1: are there so any any, how group? did you get yeah, going to um, ask go, um, go ahead. At, are they? are so there, there any age groups more subjected to this or um or females versus well, men
0: well well um labor Slavery is actually more common In the world today than sex Slavery but both Of them are Real big in fact The State Department that's not known For being wild um, Estimates that there are more Slaves on earth right now than at Any time in human History Between 25 and 30 million Worldwide This is a big problem Um, Yes, the young people are much more susceptible than old people to being victimized by this crime. There's an almost almost bottomless market for pedophiles. So even small, small children could be victimized. By the time you hit your mid-20s, 30s, um, the chances go significantly down. But I have heard of cases where people in their 40s with PhDs were kidnapped and and sold. So you're you're never completely exempt. But mostly they're looking for children and young people.
3: Is there a place on on the planet where this is happening more so than in others?
0: Um, yes, um, the Persian Gulf. In the really conservative Muslim states of the Persian Gulf, slavery is still completely legal, and Mm. there's lots of money. So um, this is especially a problem on the Persian Gulf. By the way, the facilities for the soccer World Cup that's going to take place in Qatar in 2022 these are being built by slave labor, and the conditions are so horrific, they have been averaging a death a day. They recruit mm. young men from poor countries like Somalia, Afghanistan, Nepal, promise them the sky. Then they, they bring them to Qatar with a, a, what looks to be like a valid labor contract the guys are celebrating because they're going to be able to send money home to their poor families. But then as soon as they get there, they tear up the contract, confiscate their travel documents, lock them up and make them work 18 hour days under 125 degree heat. Uh, Yeah. And where is world outrage here? This, this hardly makes it into the newspapers at all. And, and it, a death a day, and we don't even hear about it Now
1: so, do you believe, do you do you believe the cause, the reason that is is because there's so many uh, i guess societies that are still benefiting from that
0: yeah, well, everybody benefits from free labor i mean you know um it keeps costs way down <laughs> but um uh If if you're part of the free labor, you might not think it's such a great idea. Um, These are predators who prey on the vulnerable. And they are not nice people. They do not care that they're destroying people's lives. They're just making money.
3: So what about in the United States? How... How much human trafficking is going on here?
0: There is some, um, more than than I would like to see, it's especially girls being forced into prostitution and agricultural workers. If you're an illegal immigrant, you have very little negotiating power, and people will okay. take advantage of you. Um, there are also massage parlors, nail parlors, These are usually run by Chinese organized crime. Um, Some some of these people are specialized in getting business licenses that make the business sound absolutely 100% legitimate. Others are specialized in financing. Others are specialized in, quote, recruitment, unquote. Um, Others are specialized in shutting a place down in less than two hours if they get wind of a possible police raid. Uh, (laughs) um, These are people who are recruited, sometimes even relatives, brought to the United States thinking that they've got a fabulous opportunity to, you know, guarantee their future. Then they're locked up, kept in the basement where they sleep, moved around a lot so they don't make friends with any of the customers, um, and, and, yes, this exists in the United States. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. the city of Canton, Ohio, which is not a place you would normally associate with the modern-day life, this was such a problem in Canton, Ohio, that the police, when they would raid one of these places, they finally ended up taking Chinese interpreters with them to convince the the people that they were there to help them and not make life more difficult for them because they they had been brainwashed to be scared to death of anybody in a uniform
2: and went
0: in a, a number of raids they wouldn't say anything at all so they finally figured out that they were scared of authorities and so they started taking chinese interpreters with them to reassure the people that that they were there to help them and not to victimize them further. Hmm. It it does exist here in the United States.
3: So is this? Um, I, I just want to ask you a, a personal question before we go on about this. How did you get involved in this kind of uh, uh, endeavor and and get interested in it? How, how what led you to this?
0: Okay. Um, I had a friend, when I was living in Cameroon, I had a German friend who just disappeared. They found her bicycle next to the road and nobody has heard from her or seen her since. And three or four weeks after she disappeared, we started hearing rumors that seemed to make a lot of sense, that she had been sold to a sultan in Libya. And that explained a lot and I was in my 20s at that time, not a bad looking blue eyed blonde myself and I thought holy Toledo that could have been me and it Mm -hmm. scared me to pieces and I started collecting stories and once people know that you're interested in this topic you get bombarded with stories and so that's that's how i got involved and i think about ursula almost every day and wonder if she's still alive how she's managed to cope i mean that's a pretty serious detour for a life um
1: yes,
0: it is. <laughs> yeah and um so that's that's how i that's how i got involved and and it's been a passion of mine for now for more than 40 years So
3: we don't really know what happened to Ursula.
0: No, except but the rumors they they were probably accurate that she had been sold into a sultan's harem. And
1: so does, it, does any of these people ever get heard from again or you just never hear from them again, period? Uh,
0: about 99% you never hear from again. They are um locked up, I mean, high walls, uh, armed guards at the gates, no telephone, no internet. Uh, that's, you know, and they're completely at the mercy of the idiot who thinks he owns them. Very few are rescued. Takes something close to a miracle for a rescue. Some of them well, actually yeah. are are, quote, married, unquote, to make it even more complicated from a legal standpoint, uh, because you can't take a wife away from her, quote, husband, unquote, um, there's one guy in Pakistan who's been married more than 700 times. Oh, my God. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's more than the
0: And
1: all the old wives i uh-huh. never heard from again.
0: Right, right,
3: right. Yeah, that's more than me and Lamont together. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but
3: we
1: probably still having drama from them other ones though.
3: <laughs> that's right. Though they they're well known around, boy. They taking care of themselves there. So, so, um, what what's being done about this subject? And this problem right now, Nancy, that you think is helpful and useful?
0: Who's well, doing
3: something positive about helping.
0: Mostly it's um, nonprofit private organizations that are working very hard night and day to help combat the crime and also help victims if they're ever rescued. Um, I'm thinking of the National Center for. Missing and Exploited Children, Polaris, the National Human Trafficking Hotline, um, other organizations like the Salvation Army are, are really working hard. And there are also lots of local organizations that provide shelter to victims or shelter to runaways that are top, top, top. Um, targets for, for this crime because they're so needful and vulnerable. Um, the, the federal government makes a lot of good noise about it. Every year they come out with a very, very thorough report, a country-by-country country analysis of the, of the problem, um, and they categorize the countries four different ways. Category 1 means it's a problem but not a huge problem and the governments are actively trying to cope with it. Category 2 means it's a pretty big problem and the countries are trying somewhat to to cope. Category 3 is it's a huge problem and the government isn't doing very much. And Category 4, it's a huge problem and the government is actually complicit. Mm-hmm. Category one is mostly the Western world, like the U.S. and Western Europe. Category four are countries like Yemen, Afghanistan, that are pretty much basket cases. <laughs> um, but it's the private organizations that are doing the bulk of the, of the work. And, by the way, they always need financial support. They always need volunteers and if you find it in your heart to help any of these organizations, they would really, really appreciate it. Oh, one big organization that I neglected to mention is Covenant House, that uh, provides shelter, much, much needed shelter for victims or potential victims of this crime.
3: What is Covenant House?
0: Well, it's a nonprofit is it a organization. It's a nonprofit
3: organization.
0: Um, I'm not sure. A, a lot of these organizations are faith-based. Um, some of them don't make a lot of noise about that, but um, I think Covenant House is religious-based, but I, I'm not 100% sure.
3: So what's your opinion about why our government doesn't get more involved in this if we compile such a thorough report?
0: Well, they they come up with a – recommendations for each country in this report. Mm-hmm. But um, we have been trying very hard to improve our relations with the Arab world. And this is a very, very messy topic to raise when you're trying to improve relationships with somebody. So it has been mm-hmm. soft-pedaled for years. And um, that's that's the the... Principal reason. I mean, it is a really ugly topic to bring up when you're trying to make better friends with somebody. So um, now
3: I want to I want to ask you a very a very hard question. If you don't have a great answer, I would understand, but I, I am curious about it. Do you think in the, in the Arab world that this problem is an Arab problem or a religious problem?
0: Um. Well, I'm, I hate to say it, but I think it's a religious problem. Um, the prophet Muhammad himself had dozens of slaves. He treated them very humanely. And in fact, um, some sources say that Muhammad had 13 wives. Others say that he had 11. And it turns out that the difference of the two is that there were two slave women that he loved so much and treated so well that everybody thought they were his wives, but in fact, they were his slaves. Now he also emancipated a number of slaves and the Quran says, if you need a special blessing, you should emancipate a slave to get good brownie points with the guy upstairs. Um, so um, it is both a cultural and a religious problem it's really hard to separate the two completely um but but i'm i'm sorry to say that it really is a religious problem let me point out that i am not anti-islam when i was married half of my family was muslim i love them to pieces they're wonderful people but slavery is completely legal under islam and so In countries where Sharia is the predominant law, it remains completely legal. In 1962, King Faisal of Saudi Arabia issued a royal decree outlawing slavery. However, it had very little legal effect because man-made law can never supersede divine law. So that was mostly for international consumption. See, we outlawed it. What are you talking about? Um, it had very, very little legal effect.
3: Wow, was this true in Indonesia also? A lot in of Indonesia human trafficking going on there. Yes.
0: Well, um, it, it slavery is is officially outlawed in Indonesia. It is it is a kind of middle of the road Muslim country. Um, Sharia is not the predominant law there, but there. There is a lot of of human trafficking there. Thailand is terrible. Um, Malaysia hmm. is terrible. Philippines terrible. <laughs> uh, okay. The yeah um, the fishing industry, by the way, in Southeast Asia is there about eighty percent of the fish caught in Southeast Asia involves slave labor.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah mostly Cambodians, you know, it's the richer countries that take advantage of the people from poorer countries, promising them great jobs. Mm -hmm. And then they get there and discover that they've been had.
3: So are are you writing about this?
0: Yes. I've written um, three books that are available on Amazon in the human trafficking series about victims of this crime i'm pleased to say that the flagship book called harem slave reached number 7 in all fiction on amazon and it's a been a bestseller now for more than 3 years um, oh, good for you. then there's a, a sequel called prince ibrahim's favorite and a companion volume called voices from the harem yes i i write about this extensively these are, fiction. Em-
3: these are like novels
0: well, they're they're what we call faction. Um They're classified as fiction because I don't have copies of police reports and dates and everything, but these stories are based on the hundreds of true stories that I have collected over more than 40 okay. years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So officially they're Nancy,
1: fiction. Nancy, I have a question. Yes, I know we started off. I know we started off early in the show talking about protecting our kids, but uh, uh-huh. can you give yeah. us an example of exactly how you do that? I mean, outside of I know we talk to them, but do you have any examples of, you know, certain behaviors that they should look out for? Or?
0: Okay, good question. All right. Um, first of all, we need to talk to our kids very frankly about this topic and as graphically as you can possibly dare because the more a child knows about the risks that they run, the more they're likely to pay attention. Um, Okay, let's take an example. A pedophile goes to an elementary school just when it's letting out, and he finds a kid with a personalized book bag or baseball cap or something. So he goes up and says, oh, by the way, Phyllis, um, your mom couldn't make it here today, so she sent me to pick you up. Now, if you have a family password, hello?
3: Yes.
1: Hello?
0: Okay. If you have a family password... Willis will ask this guy, okay, um, what's the password? And if he doesn't know it, she knows not to leave with him. That is a very easy but very effective technique to help protect your kids. Um, sometimes they find really sneaky ways to get around don't talk to strangers because parents have done a pretty darn good job of teaching their kids Don't talk to strangers. Well, they use a puppy. Now, what child doesn't love a puppy? And they will say, especially for small children, you know, eight and below, oh, my puppy is lost in those woods over there. Can you help me find my puppy? Well, we raise our children to be kind-hearted. We raise our children to be helpful. And they're thinking about the puppy, not the fact that this is a stranger. We have to warn our kids that even if the guy talks about a puppy, it does not make him a nice person. Sometimes they will even work in pairs. For example, a guy will sit next to a target on a bus and he'll grope her. She gets mad. He gropes her again. Then this hero from across the aisle comes over and says, listen, buddy, you keep your hands off that kid. And then he sits next to her. Well, have you told your kids not to talk to heroes? Within 30 seconds, he can extract from her all the information he needs. Where is she going? Is somebody meeting her? And And she's not afraid of him anymore because he just saved her, right? Right. We need to tell our kids about this. There are predators lurking on Internet games, pretending to be another 11-year-old. And then they'll say, hey, by the way, can you send me a picture of yourself without any clothes on? Well, we need to warn our kids about this so that they can tell mommy or daddy immediately. There are others that put ads on the Internet trying to lure Teenage girls, especially, with promises of a fabulous marketing, uh, modeling job, maybe a part in a movie, uh, being a participant in a hot new band. Think of the three M's, modeling, music, and movies. Anything to get a 14-year-old excited, right? And he will ask a question when she arrives, and it's a double-barreled question. She pays attention to the first part, but he's really asking the second. And the question is this. Do you have time to sit down and chat for a few minutes, or is somebody waiting for you? In other words, have you come alone and unprotected? And if she says, well, yeah. If she says, well, my dad, the karate instructor, is waiting for me downstairs, the interview will be very brief and she will not get quote the job unquote.
1: <laughs> if
0: on the other hand she says, Oh no, that's okay, I I have all afternoon nobody's waiting then he'll sit down, get her real excited about this opportunity and pretend like he's really taking her seriously. Then he'll say, Okay, sweetie, um let me let me show you the studio. So she's all excited and Follows him. Well, he dumps her into a closet, locks the door, and makes a call to his contacts. By the way, the Russian mafia is into this big time. They are extremely professional. They are expanding their operations. So he'll call Boris or Arkady or whoever it is and say, I got something for you. And within a few hours, she's probably drugged, and in a crate marked some kind of industrial equipment on her way to a brothel in the in the Persian Gulf. Wow. We need to warn our kids about this. We need to monitor our kids' social media sites. If you do it with them rather than behind their back, you're a whole lot less likely to set off World War Three and you can point out postings that never in a million years should have been on the internet or pictures that that raise all kinds of red flags or or other sites that the parents realize are are trying to lure young people into things that they have no business being lured into so if you turn it into an There's educational it. experience yes sir mhm
3: uh, yeah. Actually, I have two questions. I asked you the first one first. Do you ever receive threats about based on your work in this kind of business?
0: Oh, of course, but it comes with the territory.
3: Yeah. Uh huh. Has any has anything ever happened that you know that has put you in danger?
0: Um. Well, not not personally, but. My website was hacked several times and um um they're definitely trying to interfere but but so far I have not personally been in danger. Might so happen one people, of these days.
1: Some people have honestly threatened you about interfering with their business.
0: Of course, it's a multi-billion dollar international business. After um Ill- illegal drugs, human trafficking is the number 2 illicit business on the planet. It's a very lucrative business, and and um, of, of course, I mean, there are vested interests at stake here. So what's your second question? Well,
3: my next question was back to children, um, and that was, you know, as, as parents – have so many things to talk to their children about these days and children you know there's always the issue how do you keep your children safe without scaring them to death about the world right and I, as I was listening to you talk I was thinking you know I don't have little kids anymore you know all my, I do have girls but they're all grown up and pretty much past the the danger age but you know it's if I did have six, seven, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, fifteen-year-old children, girls or oh boys, I would want to have this conversation. At the same time, it's it's kind of you know one more thing to tell them the world is a scary place. How how do you deal with that? What do you recommend to parents?
0: Well, the world is a scary place, and if we pretend to our children that everything is is Violets and Roses, we are not doing them a service. Um, Well, I mentioned a little while ago, we tell our kids not to put their hands on a hot stove. That's a scary place. You don't want them to be afraid of stoves, but you need to warn them about the danger. Crossing the street that can be a big problem, especially in big cities. Um, You're not trying to... Traumatize them, you're simply trying to warn them about a danger. This is simply one more danger. You're not trying to traumatize them um, but it's it's something you need to talk to them about.
1: Nancy. How do you protect how we protect our children from uh, the educators?
0: well now that's that's kind of a naughty question but um, sometimes the predators take jobs that will put them in contact with potential victims, okay? I have heard of school counselors that have been involved in human trafficking, law enforcement officers, even clergy who have been involved in human trafficking, people that you think are there to help protect the kids, and they're there to victimize them. That's really tough to uh, protect the kids against. Uh, we just hope that, number one, whoever discovers this problem will actually report it and not, and not sit on it trying to protect these predators who, like in the Catholic Church, Unfortunately, they sat on this problem for generations and they they gave the predators the idea that they could do it with complete impunity because everybody was scared to talk. We need yes. to bring this problem out into the open. I mean, think of the University of Pennsylvania. All the scandals they had there because people were covering it up Um. It, it's
1: fake pride if, it's if, fake if,
0: pride huh? that's right or or misplaced loyalty to a colleague when our job as adults should be to protect children and not just protect mm-hmm. our, our colleagues um, it, it's it's not an easy situation but Once again, we need to be honest with ourselves and honest with the rest of society. If we see that this is going on, we need to tell the people who can do something about it.
1: Uh, Nancy, Matthew, I think we have somebody else have a question. Let me see who this is. 347, you're on.
0: Yeah, hi. I have a question. Uh, I feel that children who fall into things like this is children who are ignored by their parents don't feel loved
2: or they feel alone and they're so easily led by a, a nice person with a nice word to just tell them how pretty they are and, and i think they're so easily to uh to, to just walk away because there's nothing at home and maybe they should they microchip your dogs i think they should microchip children I don't know if that would work. <laughs> well,
0: that's that's a, a, a great idea, and you are absolutely correct. These predators look for the vulnerable, the most vulnerable. This is the low-hanging fruit. It's the easiest. Um, children who are neglected by their parents are prime targets. And m- if they disappear, many of them are never reported as missing.
3: Yeah. Sure. Yeah,
0: I mean, the parents are so strung out on drugs or, or alcohol or something, they don't even realize the kid's gone. And yeah. if they do, they think, oh, what a relief. Um, absolutely. And, and they never report the child is missing. So statistics are that are accurate are really hard to come by. But you are absolutely right. They go after the kids who look yeah. like they're the neediest and the, the most vulnerable. You're absolutely yes. correct. Yeah, it's going to be a hard road to, uh, you know, whatever. So yeah, thank you so much for uh, doing your work, and have a great day. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you for your question.
3: Thanks, Joan. Uh, uh, yeah. Thank you, Joan.
1: That must have been one of Matthew's clients with the microchip the Kid question.
3: <laughs> no, that was a good friend. That's a good friend of mine. <laughs> it's a good friend.
1: <laughs>
3: but I think that's a good idea to put a microchip in people, just like you do with dogs. That would be
1: good. Dogs, that's,
0: that's not not a bad idea. That's actually, that's not done, now That's not done.
1: Well, hey, 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 in, who's to say when in, you got in, your last physical, it didn't happen already? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, in
0: Australia, you can have a, a microchip put in your wrist um, that that you can pay your bills with well I don't, so, think, so it's I don't not, think Lamont it's wants not to know about that one, but it's not unheard <laughs> of anyway
3: <laughs> i think wow. I think that that some way to uh, to track a child is a, is a really could be a very powerful and important thing or a young person you know I, I there's all kinds of issues about that of course but i I think that you know we're we're talking about some pretty terrible things that people are doing to each other, Nancy. And I I was shocked, really, by the first statistic that you quoted us, saying that there's more slavery present in the world in terms of numbers now than ever in history. That's really disturbing.
0: That's spooky. You'd think that the human race would have gone beyond that by now, but guess what? (laughs) We haven't. Now, most of it is... Domestic slavery, for example, Chinese on Chinese, or Thai on Thai, Um, but the international slave trade is still flourishing and involves thousands of people every year, probably hundreds of thousands of people every year, that are trafficked across national boundaries.
3: Well, it it, uh, sounds like it must generate a lot of
2: money.
0: Yeah, well... Okay, a good-looking young blonde can retail on the Persian Gulf easily for more than $100,000. And as long as somebody's oh willing God. to pay those prices, somebody is going to supply the market. Yeah, 10 of them, that's a million. And if you have to pay twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars 30000 in bribes along the way, hey, that's just part of the cost of doing business. Oh, my God. Yeah. Pretty spooky, huh?
3: Now, I've heard about uh, families in America who have, you know, they have maids and nannies and things that they bring over here and pretty much keep in slavery. um,
0: That's true. To take care of their children. That's true. Happened to a niece of mine. Um, Her aunt, um, her late mother's sister, worked for the World Bank brought d over when she was fourteen years old wanted her to stay home all day clean house and look after the kids now the aunt was mm-hmm. not thinking about this as a form of slavery she was just trying to find a low-cost household help solution um, mm-hmm. but and she didn't want d to go to school d fought back actually went to school but a lot of times they don't fight back they just Kind of get sucked into it and and uh, are effectively enslaved, like you say in Haiti mm-hmm. there's even a term for it in French it's called reste avec stay with and it's often a relative um an uncle who will bring in a a a young teenage girl to be household help and that's the end of her schooling that's the end of her um her cultural career I mean that she's stuck taking care of that family and that and that house Um, yeah it happens it happens a lot and people don't even realize sometimes that what they're doing is enslaving somebody else they're just trying to find a low cost solution to household help but they're, they're actually perpetrating slavery
3: yeah So why do you think blondes are so uh, so high on the scale?
0: Well, they're, they're fairly rare, especially in certain parts of the world, like the Middle East and Asia. Mm-hmm. And uh, by, the word, by the way, the word Slav and the word slave are first cousins. The Slavic women were the closest blondes to the Ottoman Empire. And made very desirable harem slaves. Um, just a little word history there, um, but they're 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 quite rare. Blondes and redheads also um, are are relatively rare. And I mean, it's like a Ferrari or a Corolla. You know, you can get a Corolla anywhere. A Ferrari, well, that you have to invest a little bit more money, and it and it shows. Um, that that you're wealthy and you know gives you more prestige. That's that's it's just supply of, you know, the law of supply and what demand. Happens, what
3: happens? happens to these women when they age? Uh,
0: well, they get dumped. Um, they are in in many brothels and in some really high class harems. Twenty five is the retirement age, and so they'll be sold to someplace less desirable and then less desirable and then less desirable um, until they end up in a brothel where life expectancy is calculated in weeks. It's not a pretty picture. Yeah, 25 retirement age. and the younger the better by the way 9 years old under islamic law is considered prime time that is no longer pedophilia and so um let's say a girl is is kidnapped at age 9 and then dumped at age 25 um that's that's still 16 years of quote productivity unquote um Yeah, but but Sharia law. Well, see, Muhammad under
3: Sharia law.
0: Yes, nine is is prime time. Muhammad himself married one of his wives when she was nine, and another one he married when she was age six, but he waited until she was nine years old before he consummated the marriage. So, if the prophet does it, that means it's okay. There are some wealthy men who treat themselves to a a new virgin every month, you know, a 9, 10, 11-year-old. They've got lots of money, and and this is a big treat for getting through the month. So there was a case not long ago in Yemen where there was an 8-year-old girl, in my opinion, she should have still been playing with Barbies, but... She got married to a 40-year-old, and on their wedding night, he attempted to have sex with her, and in the process, injured her so severely that she died. Oh my I am pleased to report that Pakistan has now outlawed child marriages. The minimum age to marry now is 18, and they are actively arresting... People who sell their daughters or who buy other people's daughters, as well as the marriage brokers who take a cut, um, that is very good news, and I'm delighted to report that.
3: What, what caused this change in Pakistan?
0: Well, um, Pakistan is trying very hard to become a modern society, and, and this was one part of that process, and um, I'm delighted that it took place.
1: That's a great thing
0: Yeah <laughs> But in many places in the world Little girls 6, eight, ten years old Are still being sold As wives um, mm. It's it, They're actually Just glorified slaves um, But In many places in the world This still happens Does this happen In um,
3: Christian Cultures also?
0: not not nearly 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 as much um, i've I've heard of some of the the strange sects out west um that will force like ten year olds into into marriage um, but these are really fringe sects that um, um that don't have an awful lot of commonplace in in our world I'm relieved to say.
3: <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I I I I find that it's a you know, it's on it's many different levels that we're talking about here from um, pedophiles all the way to people who, you know, take children or young people and sell them to other places. But you're also talking about in certain parts of the world where there's a lot of slavery that involves just plain physical labor.
0: Yes. In India, for example, there is a very common problem called debt slavery. Let's say you want to get married and you don't have the money, so you borrow $500 from somebody and you sign a contract that says if you can't pay the money back in X amount of time, you will work for that person for free for X number of years. Well, sometimes it takes 25 years to pay off a $500 debt. I'm sorry, that's not really a fair exchange here. <laughs> um, there are also people who are born into slavery because their great great grandfather was a slave and his great 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 grandfather was a slave. In Mauritania, in the Western Sahara, they calculate that approximately 10% of the people are still born into slavery. CNN did a documentary on that a couple of years ago. Um, so there are all kinds of ways that this, that this happens. Um, but principally, people are lured by promises of a wonderful job, and then they get there and it turns out that that was a whole pack of lies. It happens for labor slavery. It happens for, for sexual slavery. It happens across the board. And like, like the people who cross the border from Mexico, you know, Arizona can be a scary place. It's desert. You can die there. So they hire guides that they call coyotes to take them safely across the desert. And half the time, mm-hmm. these coyotes take them straight to farms where they're locked up and forced to, you know, pick strawberries or or cabbage or whatever it is. Um they're completely cut off from the rest of the world. Nobody knows they're there. Um they can rarely escape. Um it's very easy to take advantage of some of these people and there are people out there who are eager to do so.
3: Hmm. So you said you have a website.
0: Yes, it's nancyhartwell.com. dot com, and by the way, there is so if a if
3: someone goes, go ahead, Nancy.
0: Yeah, there's a five part course about modern day slavery and human trafficking. All we need is your email, and we can we can arrange for you to um, to have this course completely free, completely absolutely free, and there are also links um to my to my books by the way harem slave has been translated into french spanish and german these are all available on amazon
3: well you you actually answered my question which was if someone goes there what will they find but um it, uh, there's a so lot there's of information about about resources. human
0: trafficking yeah lots of information and and telephone numbers of some of these wonderful organizations and once again let me put in a plug for them and and if and if this topic means anything to you please help them with your financial support or or the gift of your time because they are always looking for more resources mm, okay
1: any of those people are actually always welcome to come on this show, too, because we'd actually like to continue to do our part to get the word out. Wow. Well,
0: this you all have been absolutely wonderful. You've asked just perfect questions, and I really, really appreciate the opportunity to share with your listeners a little bit about what I've learned over the past 45 years about this horrible, horrible crime.
1: Nancy, I'm curious about one thing. I know you, we mentioned that you uh, speak a, do- a dozen languages. Could you just humor me uh, and tell me what those are? Because I know Matthew is struggling with the one that he knows. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> Okay, well, um, I speak English. Um, I In Tampa, they start teaching you Spanish in the fifth grade. So I grew up speaking Spanish. Then um, when I met Henry, the Cameroonian attorney. I started studying French. I'm now a certified interpreter in French, by the way. Then I worked for a German company, so I learned how to speak German. And I discovered Bantu languages when I got to Cameroon, and it turned out they were loads and loads and loads of fun. I had no idea how much fun these languages were. For example, in French, you catch a cold. In English, you catch a cold. In German, you catch a cold. In Bantu languages, a cold catches you.
1: <laughs> Which,
0: anyway, I I thought that was fun. So I speak eight languages from Cameroon, and I also um, studied Arabic. So those are the those are the languages I speak. Oh, and Italian. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, wow. once you learn one language, learning others comes comes easier. Um, well, There is such a skill as language learning skill. For instance, in Spanish, you say, tengo hambre, I have hunger. In French, you say, j'ai faim, I have hunger. You say, oh, okay, I've already run into that construction before, I know that. So it's easier to absorb. Um, But I love languages. I think it's, it's a reflection of human genius, and it's a great way to make friends, with somebody, even if you speak a few words of their language, it's you're yes. overcoming a, a, a huge barrier. Suddenly you're a potential friend instead of just a stranger and um, and it's it's helped me immensely in my in my work and it's also a lot of fun because people don't expect a white lady to speak. African languages, <laughs> and I, I've managed to surprise a number of people on many different occasions.
3: <laughs> so no Hebrew okay, well. or Yiddish? Pardon? No Hebrew or Yiddish?
0: No, I don't. I don't. I I studied Arabic for four years, but that's the only Semitic language that I speak.
1: Well, I'm going well, to speak
0: Hebrew to people.
1: I'm going to speak English Because we only have like 30 seconds left in the show And I definitely want to thank you, Nancy, for joining
0: us Well, thank you so much for having me I love you guys, I appreciate it so much Okay, y'all have a great evening Thank you
3: for sharing all that
0: information
3: It's very, very important, so thanks so much
0: Okay, God bless
1: God bless you and for those okay. of you that joined us late, um, the show will be available in a couple of minutes and you can hear it in its entirety, from the beginning, from wherever you get your podcast from, it'll be available worldwide and on home. Okay. Everyone here kind of play a play, Matthew and I myself we want to thank you and we'll see you next week, same time.
0: Okay. Thanks yeah. y'all. Uh huh Good night.
2: Even though my job. Take me all around the world Oh, I see the first is that I've had the fun With some of the prettiest girls But temptation gets strong sometimes But if it lasts too long Oh, you always seem to call me at the right time